coming down. Appreciate it. I uh, want to welcome you, welcome all of you today. Uh, we're thinking about water and baptism today, but we're going to think about water in a little different form. We're going to think about water as snowflakes coming down. That's one of my favorite things about winters when it snows. It doesn't happen very often where we live, but it's still lots of fun to go out and watch the snowflakes. Did you know that God made every snowflake different? They're all unique. Not one is alike. They're beautiful. And I have a little poem to read you about that. It's called, No Two Alike. Beautiful, beautiful snowflakes floating down to earth, all created to be unique, each holding significant worth. Just like an intricate snowflake, we come from up above to bless the world with beauty, to sparkle the world with love. No two of us alike, we hold our own design, and because we are so different, we get a chance to shine. When the Heavenly Father makes snowflakes, I think he takes great care. He works on every detail. He makes them precious and rare. He lovingly spends time on every one. He blesses them all the way through. If he cares this much about snowflakes, imagine how much he cares for you. Just like the snowflakes, God made each of you unique. You, Libby, and Dylan, Whitney, made everybody. To help you remember what we talked about today, I'm going to give you a little note. And then you can remember how much, how very special and how, what, how much you are so worth to God and to your family and to all of our friends here in the church. Let me, if you'll hold this a minute, I'll hand out to you. What this note says is, God made me unique. And the scripture verse is, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's from Psalm 139, 14. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much for bringing us here today. We thank you for our friends. We thank you for your love. We love you, Lord. Amen. I'm over here today. <laughs> I left my iPad at home running out the door. Normally I have that for my Bible, but I found a piece of paper with the scripture text on it. Yeah. We practice at 830 service, don't we? <laughs> Our scripture reading for today starts um, from the first chapter of John, verses 29 through 42. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Hear now the word of God. 
The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. He came and saw where they were staying. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. The first found, he first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please, may I pray for us. May the words of my mouth bring you praise. And may the things that I speak be seasoned with your love and grace. May the things, O Lord, that I choose to say bring glory and not shame to your name this day. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, dear Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, hello. Today is a very, very special day for me. Today is January 15th, and January 15th is the day that the first African-American sorority for women was started, which is Alpha Kappa Alpha. I am a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and I thought that this was a very, very special and auspicious day for me to give a sermon on the day that my sorority was started. I'm not active in my sorority right now because I'm in seminary, but when I found out that I would be preaching on January 15th, I, I called my daughter. I said, Deidre, guess what? And she was like, what, Mama? I said, oh, I get to preach on January 15th. What am I going to preach about? Do I talk about Alpha Kappa Alpha in my sermon today, or do I just, just you know, do something different? And she was like, Mom, how could you not talk about an organization that's such a big part of your life? 
And the reason why Alpha Kappa Alpha is such a big part of my life is because growing up as a child, I did not like going to church. I'm just being honest. I'm in the house of God. My parents had to make me go to church every Sunday. And one reason why I didn't like going to Sunday school was I knew all the answers that the teacher, the teacher was asking us. I'd say, you know, Mom, Dad, uh, I'm not learning anything in Sunday school. And the reason why I told my parents that is because Up until I realized that I could check out library books from school when I was in second grade, the Bible was the only book that I read. So when I checked out my first library book, the librarian laughed at me because I said, thank you, Jesus, I can stop reading the Bible every day. (laughs) I'm seven years old saying this, right? So another reason why I didn't like going to church was because... um, People, some people looked down on me when I went to church. And that was a hard thing to deal with as a child because my mom suffered from mental illness, but she still liked going to church every Sunday. And when we went to church, people would treat me a little bit differently than the other kids and not tell my dad. And my dad would be like, no, Dina, just you deserve to be there just like anybody else. Keep going, and plus, you know, you're good company for your mom. But that really disturbed me that I was treated less than the other kids because of who my mom was and her illness. So when I became an Alpha Kappa Alpha, that's when I wanted to serve in my church. That's when I wanted to serve in the community. Alpha Kappa Alpha is the reason why I am the pastor that I am right now. So I always say on January 15th, thank you, God, for allowing Alpha Kappa Alpha to be a part of my destination. How many of y'all seen the movie Hidden Figures by a show of hands? Y'all must see it. Randy, take the youth to go see that movie. It is a must-see movie. The reason why I say you must see this movie is because if it wasn't for these three women, and these three women are Katherine G. Johnson, Mary Jackson, and Dorothy Vaughn, these three women were so instrumental in getting Colonel John Glenn up into space. If it was not for these three women... That would not have happened. And the reason why I say go see this movie is because these three women are my sorority sisters. (laughs) So I'm just like, that's what I'm talking about. You see, all you need is three AKAs and you can change the world. These three women use their intelligence and their determination to not only help put a man into space, but to break down the barriers of racism, sexism, and oppression in what's now called NASA. And just and because Alpha Kappa Alpha was a part of their destinations, they were able to do the impossible. So speaking about destinations, John the Baptist 
He was walking into his destination in this passage of scripture. Um, This is when, you know, Jesus comes on the scene. He's about 30 years old. And the details that are included in uh, Luke and Matthew, they are admitted in John. And in this passage of scripture, we have Jesus coming down to the River Jordan to get baptized. And I just love the way that John Wesley describes how um, John heralds Jesus when he comes down to baptize. He's basically saying, you know, uh, John is the, the, the joyful and happy best man of the bridegroom. He's like, this the man right here. The Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. See, John was walking into his destination. And I like how John Wesley describes in his commentary that John had to decrease in order for Jesus to increase. So when we look about, when we think about our destinations in God, we have to remember when when, when um, John describes the encounter with Jesus, um, as a child, I had a hard time picturing, you know, what John wrote when he said that the Holy Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove. As a kid, you know, the visualization that came to my mind was a bird flying up on Jesus' head and perching and just saying, Right. Because it says descend upon him like a dove. Right. But then as I get older, when I heard that passage, it was kind of more like a science fiction kind of visualization, like a beam of light coming down on Jesus and staying on him and remaining there. And when I did my exegesis for this passage, I think the second description kind of fits what the scholars were saying. Um, for uh, the word that means uh, abide, it, 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 the word that means remain was abide. And abide means to be in, on, and among, and through. And when I think about that, the Holy Spirit must have illuminated Jesus in such a way that John just couldn't mistake what he had seen. Um, he said, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. See, the use of the, the metaphor lamb is very important because it is customary to use a lamb as a sin offering. And John the Baptist was declaring right then and there that Jesus was the one that is going to atone for the sins of the world. And he declared that upon his baptism. So when I think about that and when I think about how Jesus stepped into his destination when he got baptized and how John the Baptist stepped into his destination when he declared Jesus Christ as the Messiah. I think about it and I realize that we need to always be mindful and look for the divine things in our lives at all times. We must seek God in everything that we do. 
We must see God in any and all situations. We must do that. We must not be so heavenly minded that we forget to see the God in others and the God in everyday lives. We can't forget that. I remember when I first started doing the spiritual formation classes uh, with the youth and one question that I asked the youth, and I think y'all remember this, I asked the question, has any of you ever experienced a miracle or believed in the testimony of anyone who has? Remember when I asked that question? Everybody in that room lit up. Everyone in the room lit up and everybody said, yes, we believe that God can manifest God's self and reveal God." To us in real time and in very, very real ways. I just pray that we just keep focused on the task and the goal that is set before us. So going back to the scripture text, the next day, John sees Jesus walk by. And in true, and, and, and as Jesus walks by, he says it again. Behold, there's the Lamb of God right there. And you know what? Two of his disciples did three things. They looked at Jesus when John pointed that out. And they accepted what John said by declaring Jesus as the Messiah. And they followed Jesus and they walked into their destinations. And that's something that we need to do, too. So after saying all that, what does all this have to do with living the Christian life? It means to look Accept and follow. We must look for God in everyday life experiences. We have to look for God in everything that we do as individuals and as a congregation. The second thing that we must do is we need to accept that we are all called to be in ministry. We are called to be in the ministry of instructing and teaching in ways, in the ways of the triune God. And this is a commission that we sign up for upon our baptism. See, when John the Baptist baptized Jesus, John the Baptist had an experience with the triune God. When we know that we are in need of divine grace, that sets us up to have the opportunity to have a conversion. And that conversion can lead to a new birth. And in fact, that's what... John's disciples had. They had what John Wesley might describe as an Aldersgate moment. They accepted and they followed Christ. And the last thing that we do is when we follow Christ, we need to follow the direction of the Holy Spirit as we live into our calling. We are all called to be in ministry. This commission starts from Pastor Valerie. And it goes all the way down to every speaking child. So, I know that we must follow Jesus. You know we must follow Jesus. It's hard sometimes, but I've learned that it's simple nonetheless. So, through the years as we struggle with main and with might to capture a vision fair, there's one thing that spurs us to victory's heights, is a fellowship sincere and rare. Oh, Alpha Kappa Alpha, dear Alpha Kappa Alpha, 
Hearts that are loyal and hearts that are true. By merit and culture, we strive and we do things that are worthwhile. And with a smile, we help each other, for we know there's no other. Like our sisterhood, Alpha Kappa Alpha. So together anew, we will affirm our faith. And as United Methodist Christians, we will forge a way. Greater laurels to win, greater tasks to begin for God's honor and glory today. Just like Alpha Kappa Alpha was a part of my destination and the part of the destination of magnificent women like Katherine Johnson and Mary Jackson and Dorothy Vaughn and Michelle Obama and Maya Angelou, Alicia Keys and Gladys Knight and a host of other magnificent women. Let us together as one united body, let us walk together in our, in our destination. Let us look for God together. Let us seek God together. Let us accept our calling together. And let us walk into our destination, which lies in Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.